the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14 say, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full God well. made lots of things to grow. Have you ever planted a little seed? Little seeds can grow into big gardens. We'd like you all to sing along with us, okay? Here we go. 
Jesus makes the rainbow, Jesus makes the sun, Jesus makes the day and fills it up with fun, Jesus makes the moon to shine at night, and Jesus makes the stars so bright, Jesus makes the kitten, Jesus makes the house. Jesus makes the chickens and the little ducks. Quack, 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 quack. Jesus makes the bunnies smooth as silk. And Jesus makes the cows warm milk. Jesus makes the flowers. Jesus makes the trees. Jesus makes the rain and makes the gentle breeze. Jesus makes the grass so fresh and green. And Jesus makes the air so clean. Jesus makes my mom and dad and me And we're a happy family Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea Oh, won't you open for me? Moses went down to Egypt land to let God's people go magic show it turned to a snake and it crawled around but the pharaoh still told him no 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 moses led his people through the parted red sea moses led his people through the parted red sea moses led his people through the parted red sea still told him no, no, no. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Oh, won't you open for me? So God sent frogs and bugs and boils and hail from out of the sky. But the Pharaoh says, no, you still can't go. So the firstborn children had to die. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Oh, won't you open for me? Moses led his people out of slavery and marched right through the sea. The Pharaoh sent his army right after the slaves, but his army ended up under the waves. Glug, 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 glug. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Moses led his people through the parted Red Sea. Oh, won't you open for me? Oh, won't you open for me? I just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. 
Jerusalem had not yet been seriously threatened by the Assyrian army. Having obeyed the will of God, Hezekiah, king of Judah, was prosperous. He had silver and gold, precious stones, ointments and spices, armor and treasures in abundance. He had built many storehouses for corn and wine and oil, stalls for all manner beasts, and sheds and barns for herds and flocks. The land of Judah at this period in her history was indeed a rich country. Greetings, my dear. You came quickly. When my lord and master calls, I respond quickly. Oh, you sound troubled. I'm not feeling well. I hurt terribly right here. Look at it. What do you think? Oh, my husband suffers from nothing worse than an ordinary boil. Ordinary or not, it surely hurts. And it will for a while, my husband and king, until it grows larger and bursts open. Then shall the pain disappear like magic. (sighs) I hope so. And how is my husband, the king, feeling this fine morning? Terrible. That boil gets sore and sore. Oh, here, let me look at it. Oh, it looks like it's becoming inflamed. I think the court physician had better look at this. All right, all right, but get him, get him. Well... Well, it, it is a boil. Well, when Majesty. will it burst open? Relieve me of this terrible pain. Uh, I'm not sure it will. It uh, it appears to be spreading. What do you mean, spreading? Well, the inflammation is spreading, Your Majesty. It has already spread this... Oh, oh. Oh, well, you're a physician. Do something. Do, do, do something. Well, I can cut it open. Perhaps that will relieve the yeah, pain. Well, do it. Do it. Well, as His Majesty wills. Hand me that sharp blade. Uh, yes, Master. <laughs> Does it still pain, His Majesty? Worse. If anything, worse. Oh, oh, when will it start getting better? Only time will tell you, Are you telling me that it might not get better at all? If the infection continues to spread, His Majesty might get much worse. And? And His Majesty might... The final result might be disastrous. Send for Isaiah, the prophet, immediately. Oh, no! My illness, Isaiah, prophet of God, will I recover? Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, Hezekiah, king of Judah, for thou shalt die and not live. Leave the room, please. Please, please, all of you. Not you, not you, my queen. Remain here by my bedside. Yes, my husband and lord. Help me turn my face to the wall. For I am vile, evil, unfit to be seen of man. No. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, my dear. Now, if you will bow your head and the knee to the Lord God of Israel, I shall pray unto him. Pray? Did not his servant and prophet Isaiah just say that the Lord God said that thou shalt surely die? The Lord has been my refuge, my strength. Always have I trusted in God. I am in deep trouble. My life is about to be taken. And if I confess my sins and plead with the Lord, he will not be unmindful of my pleadings. O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a sincere heart and have done good in thy sight. Now, my life, my life... 
Like David pleaded, O Lord, do I now plead? Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. Thou art my hope, O Lord God. By thee have I been holden up. O God, forsake me not. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. <laughs> Shall I see who it is, my Lord? Oh, I don't, I don't want to see anyone. Yes, my Lord. <laughs> it is Isaiah, prophet of God. Isaiah? Bid him enter. God save the king. God save the king. I, th I thought you had left. While I was yet in the outer court of the palace, O king, the Lord God of Israel spake unto me, saying, Turn again, and tell Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, I have heard thy prayer. Oh. I have seen thy tears. Behold. The Lord heard me. He had compassion upon a sinner like me. God hears all sincere prayers and takes pleasure in drying the tears of the oppressed. And he spake further unto me, saying, Behold, I will heal Hezekiah. On the third day he shall be well and shall go into my temple and give thanks. And I will add unto his days fifteen years. Thou art truly a man of God, Isaiah. Moses in the land of Midian, Elisha just before the ascension of Elijah, and Gideon with his fleece, all ask God for a sign. May I too ask for a sign? Ask what you will, your majesty, and God shall give it to thee. If it please thee and the Lord, I plead that, that, that the sun in its rush across the heaven goes backward so that the shadow on the dial of Ahaz goes backward ten degrees. The Lord grants thy request and gives unto thee a sign that thou hast asked for. And now, scribe, if you will have a lump of figs brought hither and placed upon his majesty's boil, he shall be healed. Oh, oh, careful, dear, with those figs. That boil is still touchy. Yes, my lord. Why such a simple thing? Place a few figs on my boil, and it should be healed. Surely the lord, by simple or great means, his wonders can perform. Your majesty, the most unusual thing just... Thou knowest better than to enter the private chambers of your king without being summoned. Oh, I humbly seek his majesty's pardon. But your majesty... The sun just went backwards ten degrees. The dial in the courtyard... Yes, I know, Elijah. It is of the Lord a sign that I shall be healed. The Lord God of Israel is a compassionate God. Behold, he has in love delivered me from the pit of corruption. He has cast my sins behind his back. continue the Bible story tomorrow and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234 that's 1-800-634-0234 now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye do you ever feel afraid even David, who was a brave warrior and a mighty king, felt afraid sometimes. You know what he did? Well, listen to what he wrote in the book of Psalms. Then you'll know what to do next time you feel afraid. 
from Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. working. Dear Diary, this is Kim. My teacher in health class told us to keep a record of what we're doing to stay healthy each day this week. I'm using this voice recorder so I don't have to write everything down, which is a good thing because I can't read my own writing. Dad says I should be a doctor. I'm 12 years old and I'm supposed to tell you what I did today to stay healthy. Well, first of all, I ate breakfast. A lot of kids my age don't eat breakfast. They drink something sweet or wolf down a donut on the way to the bus. That's totally not healthy. In just a few hours, they're so hungry they can't think straight, or they go to sleep at their desks because they don't have any energy. All that sugar makes them feel good for about 30 minutes. Then they get depressed because their bodies don't have any fuel left. That's what our health teacher calls food, fuel. I ate a big bowl of whole grain cereal with some peaches, honey, and soy milk on top. Then I grabbed a handful of mixed nuts and finished with a sliced apple. It was delicious. That breakfast kept me going strong until lunch. I didn't get sleepy or hungry, which is a good thing because we had a history test this morning and I needed at least a B. Mr. Jensen said I got a B plus. Whew. So what did I learn about health today? Eat a good breakfast. It can keep you awake and maybe help your grades. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 8, Meeting Henry. It was a scary ride, Jenny called up the elevator shaft, but I'm okay. Just a few seconds after those words were spoken, the light shining down the elevator shaft disappeared, leaving Jenny alone in the dark. I should have told Dee Dee how scared I am, Jenny thought as she shivered. But that's silly, she reminded herself. What good would that do? She's all the way in the attic. She can't do anything to help me right now. What was it that Dee Dee said at the end? She asked herself. Jesus and his angels would watch over us? That's what she said. I sure wish I had some sort of light, she said out loud. Her voice echoed in the darkness, but it reminded her of a verse in the Bible they had learned as a memory verse in the shoebox. God's word, the Bible, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. She talked out loud again. If I found Dee Dee's family Bible down here, I would have a light and a sword. She had to giggle a little at the idea of her swinging a Bible at a rat or using it to see in a corner, but she did feel better knowing that God's word said that Jesus and his angels would be with her. And the Bible really is like a light, she said out loud. It can show you where to step to solve the problems in your life. She took a deep breath, then took a small step forward. She felt a cold, solid wall in front of her. It feels like cement, she decided. It must be the basement wall. And if that's the basement wall, then all I have to do is follow it around the wall, and eventually I will either find the steps out here or the lights switch, she said. Jenny felt along the cold wall, both hands hugging the cold concrete. Her left shin bumped against what felt like it might be a step. She stepped up onto it. It's solid, but it feels like it's covered with dirt or a lot of dust, she said out loud as she reached down to feel the surface with her hands. It's not steps. It's a long, sloping board like a ramp, and it's too steep to try to walk up. I wonder what that is. As Jenny spoke, her feet slipped out from under her. She slid on her back down the ramp and fell into some more of the dirt or dust. It flew up into her face. She coughed a little and tried to wipe it away. Ugh, gross, she said as she sat on the floor. Sitting there, she felt around her. There were boards on either side as if she were sitting in a sandbox. Her hand touched a smooth rock surface and then another. Then she realized where she was. It's a coal bin, she said to herself. The place where they stored the coal that was burned in the old coal furnace this house must have had. She felt the edge of the coal bin and climbed out. The next thing she felt was another knock on the shins. Ow! I wish I would stop that. But this time was different. She reached down and felt a flat board by her knees. A little higher, she felt another board, and then another. Her heart skipped a beat. Are these the steps out? she asked silently. After a moment, she stepped up onto the first board. With one arm in front of her face and the other one reaching for the next step, Jenny took a step forward and up, then another and another. Suddenly, she felt something dragging against her face. Ugh, more cobwebs, she said, trying to brush them away. Suddenly, she froze. Wait a minute. This isn't a cobweb. It's a string. And I can only think of one good reason for a string to be hanging from the ceiling down here. She tugged on the string, then blinked. Bright, beautiful light filled the basement. One single light bulb dangled from two wires on the ceiling. One bulb and the electricity that powered it changed Jenny's world. She felt like laughing and crying at the same time. Jenny sat on the wooden steps and put her head in her hands. Thank you, Jesus, she whispered. One look at the door at the top of the steps and she knew that it was locked on the outside. But that's okay, she decided. I'll be happy to wait for Dee Dee now that the light is on. Jenny sat waiting for a long time on those steps and looked around her. 
The dumbwaiter lay in a broken heap across from her. Between it and her were the coal bin and the coal chute that she had stumbled over. To her left, a workbench stood against the other wall. Someone has been working there, Jenny decided, and not long ago. Curls of new shaved wood were still on the floor around it. Some bright metal had been cut with tin snips, and an odd shape still lay on one corner. Something had been drawn on a piece of paper that lay to one side. A huffing noise made Jenny look up. On the far end of the basement, Jenny saw a firelight behind a glass plate. That must be the gas furnace, Jenny thought. Behind it, she could see the old coal furnace it had replaced. The basement was pretty big, but something about it was odd. It went back a long way on the right where the two furnaces stood. However, on the left, a wooden wall came down from the ceiling to the floor. She looked at that wall very carefully. Something was wrong with it, but she couldn't tell what it was. Finally, she had to get up and look more closely. That's it, she decided as she bent down to look near the floor. The wall comes down nearly to the floor, but it's not attached there. It's like the wall is just a wooden curtain built to hide something. Jenny looked around the basement again. This wall is hiding one corner of the basement. Why would someone want to hide something down here? She looked at the wooden sheet that covered the end nearest her. Old nails held it in place. I can do something to find out if I can find a hammer, like the one right there on the workbench. She grabbed the big claw hammer and worked the claw in under the edge of the sheet of wood. With a mighty tug, the board came loose. Jenny got her fingers under the edge of the board and pulled it the rest of the way free. When she saw what was behind the wood, Jenny almost forgot to breathe. Then she grinned. Hello, Henry, she said. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 7, The Clue in the Secret Passage, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.